Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's grey and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, but Saturday, we're drafting live. <laughs> Where are you <laughs> guys today? It's Saturday and it's all right for fighting, it's all right for drafting. I am David Campbell hosting this week alongside Mr. Jack Graham. How are you, Jack? That certainly was the cure for a miserable Saturday morning. That was, that was, <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. What a, way, what a way to start the season off. Oh, wow. I am happy to be here, my man. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with you. It's going to be an exciting one. It's our first week back uh, doing the usual stuff. Obviously, we broke down everything last week from the, the draft for this season. It's a very exciting one, and we are going to get into it all right now. Starting off with our top three of the week. And this week, we have a tie, uh, Jack, and the third spot, two people with six points, the first of which is Mr. Carrion Cross. He is on Gary's team. He is Gary's captain uh, coming out with a, a big win on Raw. And then we have Damien Priest himself, who is drafted by Stephen. Both of these guys are on Raw, Jack. Uh, both of them seem to be getting pushes of a sort. Out of the battle between these two sort of strong mid-card acts on Raw, who do you think will be the best pick come the end of the season? Um, it will be... It's an, I would probably... Uh, I don't know, maybe this will be a, a, a favourite. I'd probably go carrying Cross. Mm. Purely because Priest isn't going to be defending that US title every week. He's probably not going to be wrestling every week. Whereas carrying Cross just seems as if he's going to be going on a tear of just squashing folk. And that's exactly what Gary needs in his kind of maybe. I, I don't want to say lackluster team considering where we all are in the table, but um, it's for the, for, the, for the short season, Gary, Gary needs carrying Cross to keep this up. Yeah, but the thing is, what Gary has, because we talk about, like, see if you look at the the right-hand side of the overall tab right now, we have a lot of people on no points. A lot of wrestlers on no points after this week. The one thing that Gary did to drafting commentators is at least has, like, one, you know, for, all, yeah. for a lot of his picks, you know what I mean? So if he has carrying cross the anchor, that, that pushes him forward. And obviously, Stephen had a, a fantastic week with Damien Priest getting a big win and a big triple threat match this week. So you are right. It's not going to happen every week, but I think we've seen in the last couple of seasons that uh, Big Demo, as Seamus likes to call him, um, is <laughs> a valuable commodity in the draft, as you well know, Jack, to your chagrin, uh, come the end of last season. But it didn't, it didn't bite you in the ass in the end, so that's a good thing. But uh, we do go to someone who is looking to have a better performance than she did last season, and it's starting off on the right track. Malachi Blackjack on eight points this week, uh, Sarah's captain. Uh, how are you feeling about Malachi Black as a captaincy pick? Some people were just like, okay, that's an interesting choice. Do you think this is going to uh, come in clutch for Sarah in the end? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think that uh, probably in a similar vein to uh, carrying Cross, where I think that like he's just kind of going to be squashing people as the season goes on. And definitely the kind of the, 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 the short size of this season will definitely come into play and benefit Sarah in that, especially kind of when you look at the rest of our team as well. Not I'm saying that it's, it's, it's not a team to worry about but I think mm. for me there was only kind of two clear captain choices and it was both our AEW picks of Lucha Bros and Malachi Black 
It's unfortunate maybe at Malachi back isn't it all out, whereas Lucha Bros could potentially win the tag title this Sunday, which could mean a pay-per-view points, but you can't judge that in the first week. I think that'd be a bit unfair to call that. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the thing with Malachi Black is that he falls into that category you're talking about with Karrion Cross. And I think when you can get someone who's on a tear, when you can get someone who's going to go what you know is an undefeated run going forward, you know what I mean? That's that's gold dust in the draft. You know, like imagine, think back to see when Braun Strowman was squashing jobbers every week on Raw. Imagine we had the draft at that point. Like, I can't tell you how many points Braun would have gotten that season. You know right. what I mean? And, and there was no high profile matches among that. That was just him squashing enhancement talent. So if you can get someone who's on that run, you should go for it. But up the top of the table this week, Jack, we do have the, the reason that Stephen is uh, sitting number one to give you a spoiler for our next part of the show. It's RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions, 13 points this week from Raw. It's remarkable. Now, the thing that we, we've been talking about here a lot so far, Jack, it's only week one. Do we think that RK Bro will follow the lights of like a Nia and Shayna or the Viking Raiders from seasons past and be up in this top three consistently? Or do you think this was just like a really, really good push week for RK Bro on Raw? Uh, I will go with a lot. I think it was just a really uh, good push week because it, was, it wasn't advertised that it was going to be a title match or whatever. It just seemed like kind of quote-unquote spur of the moment. I, 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 I don't think that the... The, the 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 tag division on the male side for for Raw is uh, good enough for Randy and Riddle to to keep that up. You'll I'll probably you'll probably find there'll be a lot of singles matches in the run up to whenever their next tag title defense will be, which obviously yeah. won't get them the victory points. And then obviously when it gets to the the. The, the, the big Saudi show. Yeah, yeah. We never know. We never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what you hope is going to happen at that show. Don't play coy here. You you have a plan in action for that. But I do have to agree with you. And especially, the, the thing is, I don't think this story is played out. I think RK Bro will probably go into at least the Saudi show as champions. You know what I mean? So Stephen's going to get some good points from them, but it's it's beyond a shadow of a doubt that this week was an, a, like a, just a really, really strong week for them. And it was enough to send uh, Stephen to a good spot in the table. And speaking of which, we will get into the table for this week. Um, in 15th place is Alan uh, for the MVPs on four points. Early in the season, could make a recovery. Same with you, Jack. Five points, the two hit wonders. Um, then on seven points, Ross with Glamorous, Indy, Rock and Roll, um, tied in eight points apiece. Daniel Campbell with Pretty Fly for the Paul Heyman guy and Hockney with the West End Country Club. Tied in nine points, we have Scott with Isaac Draftham. Um, and then Stacey, the Nikki Barden Bellas, and uh, nine points in ninth place. She's avoiding the bottom of the table right now. Let's go, baby! I fucking love it. Uh, on 10 points, we have Grant coming back with the second City Saints. Uh, we have a big field on 11 points right now. Gary with Team Vista. We talked about the consistency of the commentator picks, maybe giving him an advantage this season. Ryan Gark, our former winner, with 11 points. Northmen, Southmen, Comrades all. And Ryan Douglas with 11 points with higher me, Stephen. Uh, maybe change that team name now. JP is on 12 <laughs> points with Go Hard or Go Home. Uh, and then tied in second, it's two big cornerstone team names of the draft. Sarah Grieve with 16 points with Team Historic. And then Go myself with Team Go in 16 points. And it is Stephen Wilson topping the table after an extraordinary Monday night on Raw with 20 points. Average Samoa Joe's. Jack, week one. 
keep talking about it. We need to put a caveat in everything we say, right? But is there anyone's position in the table that you're surprised about in this first week that you thought would be performing maybe better than they are or a bit worse than they are? Who's the biggest surprise to you so far at this early stage? Um, I don't know. I think maybe... <laughs> uh, see if I had to go for one... I, I won't say Stephen. I think that I will say it's a surprise that all his points that came from Raw this week and he's done nothing else, which I think it maybe doesn't look good for the, the season going mm. forward. Half yeah. expecting you to be up where you are. Sarah, I think, where from where she's drafted from, third position is fine. But JP, I tell you what, JP in fourth position, your first week, I, I don't I think know. you can ask for much more for someone that's not done this before. Yeah, 100%. I think it's... I'm not surprised by it because when we looked at his draft team, we all said it was a good one. You know, so I do think he will be contending yeah. up there. For me, the surprise is Gary. Um, I think, like I talked about, the zero points for everyone else, he's getting himself sort of up there. It's going to be a lower scoring season because the field is spread out a lot more and it is a shorter season. So if he, he knows if he can get plugging away and relying and carrying cross, he can keep himself up there. Um, but I'm not going to lie, like, big talk about Ross's team and he's sitting in seven points right now. So... We may see if that's a trend. Maybe we have to look at his team again at some point in the season to reevaluate. Uh, we're saying the same thing to Alan's team. We thought it was going to be a good one. Um, but unfortunately, things haven't paid off of that either up to this point. So we'll see how things are going to get on. But Jack, until that happens, it's time for me to go and hit a small child on the street as you hit our eardrums with the dulcet, horrible tones of the listeners. League. Take it away. The Listeners League is back once again. It is also the biggest season ever for the Listeners League too. They have a fantastic amount of people, 25. But I won't lie, I'm not going to go through 25 people's teams. I know it's the start of the season, but that's going to take too long. And quite frankly, I don't have the time nor the care to go through that. So I'm just going to go through your top five. And someone that kind of seems to be a top five, kind of at the start and kind of through the majority of the season, is Tom Brock. A team name him sickness. Maybe he wants to come back home. But we see his team is Captain CM Punk, tag team of Young Bucks, Paper Nevin, Orange Cassidy, John Moxley, Eel Shirai. A bit of a a bit of a kind of raw and SmackDown less team, especially when we kind of look at the, the pay per view that'll be coming up at the end of the season. Whereas kind of majority raw versus SmackDown. So I don't know if maybe he'll have the kind of the, the 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 push to go on and do his thing, but. Uh, I is doing doing not bad to start with in fourth position. We've got Dan Axel Jameson with the CM junk drunks, not chunks. The CM chunks, the CM drunks. Well, that's a, that's a good team name. I like that. I have to. I like that team name. <laughs> I think that's, that's the first one. time. I think that's the first time ever that David Campbell's happy with something in the Listeners League. But <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit of a, a bit of a weird one when I'm looking for the team. Uh, Young Bucks, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Cross, Baron Corbin, John Moxley, Nia Jax. Who drinks? Who drinks? Captain would be there. Um, with Punk. I mean, the Punk wasn't in the team, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. Why did you ask me a question about the about the listeners league? You know, I fall asleep at this point. Let's go with Moxley. Well, it's Nicky Cross, which oh. is a. A weird, a weird choice, but you know, you're in yeah, fourth position. Choice. It's, it's week one, nonetheless. Jonathan Swift in third position is also in 16 points. Suplex Makatea. I'll mm -hmm. like, go along the tab. What's your name again? Jonathan Swift. Excellent. Right, we'll go along. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Heyman Reigns. 
Eminent in rain, Charlotte Flair carrying cross, John Morrison, the Miz, and Nia Jax carrying cross your captain. An absolutely fantastic choice there. I think Charlotte Flair and Hayden Rage is good. You've got Morrison in the Miz. It's unfortunate the Miz was not on Raw this week. And uh, John Morrison had a squash, but for the future, that rivalry could pay dividends for your good self, a man. In second position, someone that we know too well in this listeners league, Johnny Napier, with the Fujira ice cream bars. I think that pronounced that right. Sorry if I haven't. On 17 points. And we look at your team, RK Bro, Becky Lynch, Samoa Joe, Kyle O'Reilly, Dexter Loomis, Luna Vega, Becky Lynch, our captain. Obviously, the open challenge for the, your tag team, RK Bro, has helped a lot this season. Uh, this season is only week one, for goodness sake, Jack. Right. We, McAteer, <laughs> the Tranmere tra- Titans in first position at 18 points, and he's someone that's been in this for the very start as well, I believe. When we look at your team, you've got a young box, Damien Priest, Karen Cross, Liv Morgan, John Moxley, Tony Storm. Young Bucks, your captain. Will they lose the tag belts this Sunday and cost you some points? Who knows? You'll be hoping it doesn't. But so you're open the challenge. Damien Priest help. Karen Cross has helped. John Moxley, Tony Storm. You got a, you got a decent team, and I, I feel that I've, uh, David Hockney, when he listens back to this, is not going to be very happy with how I how I coordinated that. But that's that's oh, not. He never is. He's, he's a listeners' league snob, is David. You know, he, he has a very specific way of reporting it. Um, but to be honest, like the day that, in fact, I've been talking to Steve, and I was going to dress as Sue Sylvester for Halloween this year. I have decided that instead of destroying the Glee Club, I will destroy the listeners' league. That is my intention. <laughs> that is my goal in life. The listeners' league has crossed me for the last time, and it shall not stand. Uh, but Jack, we wanted to talk about. Obviously, this is the biggest season ever, so there were going to be people who are drafted for the very first time. Um, so, looking at this table, Jack, of people who are you know first time ever draft picks, who do you think is the most notable here? Who do you think is going to be the sleeper first time ever draft pick who is going to keep its way up at the table and perhaps? help lead their team this season to victory. Uh, um, I'm, I'm looking at this. I won't I won't say RK, bro. I, I, I think that I will help Stephen, but I think it's just the it's just the way that they kinda the the, the the tables have turned for him. If I had anyone aside from that, I'd probably say Darby Allen and Sting's a tag team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that from JP. Uh, and the thing is, JP told me he was going to pick them before the draft. So I was very nearly <laughs> going to steal them because I thought it was a good idea <laughs> if I was drafting so low down. But I think you're right. They're going to appear a lot. He's, Darby's going to lose to Punk, I think. You know what I mean? I'll be very, very shocked if he doesn't. Um, but he's not going to get any losing points for that. Not going to lose anything for that. Uh, Punk, uh, Sting and Darby appear with each other constantly all the time. I think it's a very good tag team pick. Any singles picks there, Jack, to pick out? Um, I won't. I was going to say Taz, but I won't say Taz because he's on my team. I don't think that'd be very fair. <laughs> um, I think going through p- p- potentially Cameron games, uh, Rick mm-hmm. Boogs as well. You've seen that on, on your team. I, I, I I don't know if he wrestled or not. I've not checked SmackDown this week, but uh, three points yeah, on the left. Beat Dolph Ziggler. Beat Dolph Ziggler, mate. Fucking, that was buzzing. <laughs> can't argue that. Regardless of the amount of times he wrestles or not, if Nakamura is going to be there, Rick, Rick, Rick Boogs is going to be there, you know what I mean? So it's a point. Uh-huh. And I, I, I think yeah. uh, could could turn real. And I, I'm, I'm surprised uh, 2.0 got four points this week. Like mm. This is something that we kind of spoke about we spoke about quite a bit was that they're going to be featured but they're going to be losing a lot but yeah 
you're seeing he's got that's four points now. He got ready. So that's like two appearances on Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think um, they were doing a lot with Punk and Darby uh, this week. Two point also. Uh, maybe they could. You know, if that story was going to go forward, we could see Punk and Darby versus Two Point like a pay per view, a special event, or something like that. You know what I mean? Which would be a very, very you know high position for those guys to be in. And you know, I was on the press call for. Uh, ESSR this week with Mad Big Tony Khan uh, ahead of it all out happening he name dropped 2.0 as someone he was very surprised that he managed to get from NXT so it's clear that he holds them in high regard you know what I mean so I think think that is a good one yeah oh 100% I think there's there's other people you get Jurassic Express on the pre-show uh, of all out, I think they will do well this season. I'm surprised that they've never been picked as a tag team. Like considering we have the likes of like Grant and Sarah and all that in the draft who love AEW and Jurassic Express have been like a part of that tag team division for a long time. It's shocking to me that this is the first time they've ever been drafted as a team. Um, and I do think that they're not going to you know win the titles very soon, but they're always going to be consistent. They're always going to be there. So I think Jurassic Express could do some pretty decent numbers by the time. Uh, that the season ends and I think the the biggest news story Jack is Punk you know CM Punk Grant's captain gonna get a win at all out you know pay-per-view win we'll give him the points but it's it's that question mark isn't it of what he does going forward but regardless of whether he's going to be top of like the the top scorers for the season table is it possible he could be top of the first time drafted wrestlers table by the end of the season not a chance. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. That Fair. won't be happening. I think, it'll be, I think it will probably be Arcade Bro. When you look at the kind of rest of the first time eh, drafted ever, when you're like, Arcade Bro, 2.0, CM Punk, Rig Boogs, Alan Sting, Excalibur, Baker, Hater, Taz. No one's wrestling in that kind of top bit apart from Arcade Bro and probably 2.0 regularly, you know what I mean? And 2.0 mm. will be losing regularly. You kind of feel with how things have been going in Arcade Bro. They're just, they're just going to keep at it, and there's such a there's such a prominent figure in Raw. I don't I don't think anyone's going to be topping them off the the first time first time drafted ever. Yeah, hundred percent. So we'll see. See, RK Bro could be topping it. Like you've named a lot of other names there. It'll be exciting to see, and I like that this is this big season has brought this in this element of the unknown. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us have been drafted the same sort of team. Uh, you know, number of teams in the draft for the last couple of seasons. We mostly know the field that we're drafting from when someone brings in someone new. So I was like, oh, but all of us have been forced, you know, <laughs> to go outside a comfort zone this season and to take risks and to take picks that you wouldn't normally, you know, maybe take a chance on. So, like I said, I think that's going to shape it up. We've talked about it. It's going to be the closest season ever, you know, at this point. So, you know, it's shaping up to be a very exciting one, you know what I mean? Considering last season we had you basically running away with it for the longest time, uh, this will be, be good to get something that's going to be tight until the final whistle, I think. But, uh, Jack, what have you what have you got on this week? Anything coming out for, uh, for you and ESSR or the big picture or anything like that? Well, uh, a bit of a change of pace to the big picture or uh, uploading a gaming video. On 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 Fuck. Monday, uh, well, will be an audio version as well. But the big picture boys are playing Monopoly. Exciting! So, uh, I like that. If you, like, so we have we have like we're having discussion about just Marvel, about books, films in general, TV. We we get into kind of a hot topic about Andrew Garfield Spider Man. So it's it's a it's a, a good one to check out. If you ever play Risk, let me know. Um, but I'm <laughs> extremely 
extremely competitive at that game. Um, but yes, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to Saturday Draft Live. Uh, I've been David Campbell. I'll be your Huckleberry. And Scott and Dave will see you next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on East Street Suplex Retreat, East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the East Seek Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Mm-hmm.